Greetings to those who watch below. Before we start today's video, I'd like to give a huge shout out and say a massive thank you to Lisa Watts, Jess Black Curtain, Wicked Witch, and Steffi Ray for being those who dwell below. An exclusive channel membership that gets you shout outs at the start of every video. Well, well, we have skinwalkers and fairies and hellhounds, oh my. That's right, it's time for another round of Inhuman Entities. I had a panic attack after reading about skinwalker encounters. It made me remember something terrible. By Nighttime Man. Normally I am completely stoic, and don't care for superstition or anything like that. I look on backwards stories like these with a sort of amusement, and have told and been told plenty over the years. Tonight was different. I'm a grown ass man, but moments ago I just started sobbing uncontrollably, and got so nauseous I threw up in my dinner. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but after reading about some of these encounters, it was like something clicked, and I started remembering. First, a little background. I was a weird little kid, incredibly full of energy and supposedly really smart. I loved spending all day outside, roaming the foothills and getting lost, then finding my way home. I was totally fearless, and it really pissed my parents off, because of course they would get worried sick about me if I didn't come home on time, or even until after dark. I loved exploring, finding the hidden places and searching for interesting bugs and animals. My parents were convinced I was going to grow up to be a scientist of some type. Yet I had a sort of lack of respect for authority, and my constant failure to return on time resulted in some pretty serious groundings. My solution was to stop going out in the daytime, and to start sneaking out at night. My nocturnal adventures began when I was about 12 years old. My range quickly increased from the neighbourhood, to the nearby golf course, to the deep woods outside of town. I would sneak out around 12am, and try to be back by 4 or 5am, just before my dad woke up. I would use my morning shower to clean up, then stumble off to school like a zombie. Needless to say, my grades suffered, and discipline measures became ever stricter. Still, nobody could stop me from sneaking out and having my adventures in the night. This went on for years, and I never felt afraid. Even when the cops were called on me occasionally, or someone shot off a gun, or when a huge buck stared me down after I stumbled upon a bunch of bedded down deer. I even heard a cougar scream once, close by. That got my heart pounding. But I never felt true terror. A sort of startled alertness maybe, but the total dark wilderness never held no power over me. I felt powerful and vital, like I was doing something that nobody else does, and conquering something that was unassailable for others, until one night. Tears are coming to my eyes now, and a chill is running up my back as I recall this. I never remembered fully what the event was that made me suddenly, utterly stop my exploration and totally shut myself inside, but reading these stories has seemed to open the door to something truly awful. I'm going to try and explain what I saw and felt and heard now and you can draw your own conclusions. It was a very normal early summer night. Cool, no breeze, clear sky, with the stars and moon out shining so brightly that after getting used to dark, you could make out shapes and shadows fairly well. A perfect night for an adventure. I snuck out with my usual routine, and quickly jogged out to the neighbourhood and past the golf course. I had somewhere in mind where I wanted to go, and my plan was to head down to a dry creek bed, deeper into a small valley that I hadn't been before. Everything was going just fine, and it was exhilarating to be going somewhere new 
and breaking a new trail. I didn't get very far into the woods that night, though. Total silence is what made me stop. I remember it very clearly. Usually it was quite noisy with crickets and other insects, so loud that it was almost annoying at times. But I encountered an area of complete dead silence, with only the sound of the breeze flowing through the pine trees. It was so odd and so sudden that I just stood stock still, waiting how I usually did, for some clue as to what was going on to present itself. Instead, an awful sensation flooded my body, a sort of welling dread that made the fine hairs on my arms and legs stand up, and on the back of my neck too. It was electric, and torturous, sheer, utter terror. Then the scream happened, so close I thought it was coming from above me, the worst sound I've ever heard in my entire life. It wasn't a cougar. I know what those sound like. It was a long, peeling, horrendous wail, full of mind-bending hate. In that moment, I was sure I was about to die, that I had made a terrible mistake, and now I was going to pay the price. Something was moving in the dark shadows of the sparse pine trees right in front of me, not moving like any animal, not a deer or even a bear, both of which I had encountered before, a lurching motion of four limbs with a shadow the size of a man. It was coming toward me. I was paralysed. I couldn't move. Every nightmare a child has ever had about a monster chasing them, while they couldn't run away, was coming true. After that scream, everything was quiet. It wasn't making any noise as the thing moved towards me. No crackling of dry pine needles, no breathing, nothing. I couldn't move. Tears are streaming down my face now. The terror I put away is coming back. I think I tried to run. I remember fleeing faster than I had ever moved in my entire life. Total silence. Just the pounding of my feet and the scrabbling of my hands in the pine needles and dirts and roots. I fell. I remember panting, facing the dirt, knowing I was about to die. I remember the silence coming over me and a terrible chill. I remember the feeling of my bladder loosening and heat flooding down my legs. I don't remember what came after that. When I came to, it was early morning. The sun was just beginning to rise. My only thought was to somehow make it home before my dad woke up, and I ran flat out the many miles back home. My dog snarled at me, snapping at my heels as I jumped our back fence. It was so confusing, because we were the best of friends since I was old enough to play with them. I had larger worries, though, because my dad was up. I managed to climb in through the window to my bedroom and change. I went to school that day, but they sent me home with a fever. I never explored at night again, and I was never the same. My dogs never acted the same around me again either. I went from an almost too social active young man to a complete and social recluse almost overnight. I barely spoke for a long time, and I almost failed to graduate high school. It was like nothing could ever matter to me, ever again. I don't know what happened, but I know something happened. A Midsummer Night's Hellhound by Lucivar This story is not a ghost story, at least I don't think it is, but it is an account of my first brush with the paranormal. I am a firm believer in the paranormal, I always have been and one day my belief was fortified. That day was when I saw what I believed to be a hellhound. 
This occurrence took place three days after my 25th birthday. It was a brisk summer night in my hometown of American Canyon. While walking home from the local market, I hear this deafening howl. Then I catch a glimpse of what I thought was a large dog. I assumed it was just one of the many stray dogs in my neighbourhood. But as I continued, I saw the same large dog. This time I got a better look at it. I was unnerved because of the dog's size and appearance. It was about the size of a small bear. The build of the dog was like that of a Rottweiler, with fur that was the darkest black I've ever seen, like it was made of pure shadows, with piercing, glowing red eyes, eyes that seemed to peer into my soul. The dog's torso was tangled in what looked like barbed wire. After I saw it, the dog then darted away with incredible speed. At this point I was quite scared. I continued on my way home, and I found myself dreading each corner, fearing another sighting of this hellish creature. I had almost made it home when the beast appeared again. This time it stood directly in my path. I was frozen with fear, hair standing up on end, and I closed my eyes fearing an attack. It starts to growl, a deep, rumbling growl, one that I felt deep in my soul, one that threatens to turn my legs to jello. I don't know what compelled me to do so, but I started praying, to the Lord and Jesus Christ in heaven, to make this beast leave. But the growling intensified. It seemed as if the growl just pulsated through my mind, doing everything in its power to get me to start praying. I continued to pray. I just prayed and prayed and prayed. As I continued to pray, the growl slowly dissipated. When I finally opened my eyes, all that was left was scorch marks where the dog stood. I was terrified and shaking as I rushed home and locked the door, but when I turn around, I'm greeted by a pitch black dog. But this one, I'm sure, means no harm. It's my black Labrador Mia. After the night I had, I just wanted nothing more than to relax and think about what happened. So I turn on the TV for some background noise, and when it starts up, I see a show on Animal Planet called Lost Tapes. The episode was about hellhounds, and what they were describing sounded eerily similar to what I encountered. To this day, I have yet to see the same dog. To this day, I have yet to see the same dog, or another like it. So this begs the question, what did I see? A hellhound? A spectral creature? A sort of demon? I will never know. But then again, I'm not sure I want to. My grandparents used to rent a house in a little mountain village for three months in the summer, and I used to go there every summer since I was five, until I was fourteen, with my sister, who was seven years older than me, and my cousin, who was three years younger than me. I really liked my time there, so when I grew older, this passion for the mountains stuck with me. I'm now twenty-six, and every summer I go hiking with my boyfriend. The trails we used to hike are very stiff, and it's just the two of us surrounded by the mountain and the silence that covers everything. Sometimes we even camp halfway if the climb is too long. One day we were climbing a difficult one near a lake in Italy, and I finished first. So I waited for my boyfriend at the end of the path, at the top of the mountain. It was beautiful there. Butterflies flew on the flowers around me, and the birds were chirping happily. I could see the whole lake surrounded by the forest. I like to sit in the silence of the mountain and watch the stunning view of the lake and watch the animals around me living their lives. It's relaxing. I was sitting there on a rock, 
and I don't know how, but I felt something was in the woods behind me. Behind me there was a precipice, not very deep though, and the forest would cover the end of it and all around. I stood up and tried to see if there was something down there. That's when I saw it. Deep down there was a chamois, a beautiful one with long horns. I got excited because I rarely see one. I was looking at him from behind. His fur was light brown, and he had a black line that went from the neck to the tail. But something was very wrong with it. That's when I froze. His front legs looked like they didn't end with a normal cloven hoof, but he had three fingers at the end of his front legs, similar to a bird claw, but not that sharp. The back legs seemed normal. I could see it because he was walking very slowly and calmly through the vegetation. Then I noticed with great horror that his face seemed flat, no muzzle. I couldn't look at him directly in the face, but I couldn't see his forehead and nose. What should have been there just wasn't. Thinking about it now, I really wished I had seen his face, just to see how the eyes and mouth were organised. He disappeared in the pine's shadow, and I was still there shocked when my boyfriend finally arrived. I told him what I saw, and he didn't believe me. He laughed. I know it's not scary, and it can even be funny if you think about it. A chamois with eagle legs and a flat face. I thought about it all the time we were descending. It was so weird. In the end, I told myself that I must have dreamed it. I would love to know that I wasn't the only one to see that thing. I like to think it was a deity that took the form of a chamois. I May Have Seen Fairies by Wardo I have only shared this story with a limited number of people due to how strange and ludicrous it may seem. I am a believer in the paranormal and I've had several experiences, but this is by far the strangest thing to happen to me yet. I just wanted to set the precursor that I am a well-grounded adult and I try not to embellish anything. I am hopefully a well-respected and trusted member of the paranormal community so I will proceed with this very odd account. In early November of 2016, I invited a long-time friend to my house to catch up. My wife was out of town with our daughter for the weekend, and to be perfectly honest, I was wanting some company. My friend came over and bought a 12-pack of beer. Over the course of the night, I would like to say that I probably drank four, maybe five beers. That's a lot of beer for me to drink these days, and I only drink on rare occasion. Take that for what you will but I have never hallucinated while drinking alcohol, and I was not incapacitated to the point that I did not have my faculties about me. Suffice to say, I had a nice buzz. My friend and I were sitting out on my back patio chatting and sipping our beers. It was probably around 11pm. We had the outside light off, but there was an adequate amount of ambient light coming through the Arcadia door and neighbourhood street lights and such. We had been chatting for a couple of hours, and our conversation drifted to paranormal and unexplained phenomena, as it tends to. My friend told me that his sister-in-law recently obtained some type of certificate that proclaimed her a fairyologist. His sister-in-law is into the occult and some type of witchcraft, the supposed good kind though. She asked him if he would like her to place an enchantment spell on him that would enable him to have fairy companions and bring him good luck. My friend accepted the offer, and the next day she gave him a purple feather. She told him that he should carry the feather on his person if he felt like he might need good luck, and to be prepared to see fairies. Keep in mind he is relating this story to me, 
when he pulled the feather out of his pocket to show me. He then nonchalantly tells me that there may be a fairy or two that would come around and pay us a visit. I said I thought that would be cool, not thinking too much of it. Around 20 minutes later, he says, Oh, look, the fairies are here. He points up above my head, and I look up to see two insect-like creatures silently hovering above my head, around three feet above me. As I looked up to see, I could see these two illuminated insects slowly descending upon me. I stared transfixed as they slowly and intently floated down in a straight, slow line until they were right in front of my gaze, hovering there. I couldn't make out any details, and they made no noise. I gasped a little and fidgeted uncomfortably in my chair. I told him, Okay, if this is a prank, you got me already. He said, Of course it's not a prank. I wouldn't do that to you. I only let you see because I've known you most of my life. I trust you, and I know you're open to this sort of thing. I then confessed to him that it was making me very uncomfortable, and that maybe I would like to go inside and call it a night. He said that he was sorry and didn't mean to scare me at all, and there was nothing to fear. They immediately shot off at a distance, although I could still see them for a minute. After several minutes, they were nowhere in sight. I kept pressing him to stop messing with me. I insisted to him that he had terrified me, but he maintained that it was a real experience. At one point of still interrogating him, he actually seemed to be quite offended, and said something to the effect that if I couldn't handle it, he had seriously misjudged me, and he might have made a big mistake in showing me the fairy companions that had been following him around. I pretended to accept it, and apologised for seeming rude about it, but I was just truly shocked and unprepared for something so tangible. Around midnight, he asked if I would like to see them again. I quickly looked around to make sure that there was nothing around me, and told him that I would like to see them before we ended our evening. In my mind, I thought that this was the perfect opportunity to debunk this joke. I kept looking out for anything around me, to make sure there wasn't some type of moth or flying insect that he could use as a joke on me. I saw nothing. He said to calm down, or they won't come round, because they could sense tension and would avoid it. I tried in vain to calm myself, until I finally just sort of let it go after some time. I thought, oh yeah, they won't come around because I'm tense. Nice angle to avoid pretending to show them again. The conversation shifted until he looked me in the eye so intently and said, Are you ready? I knew why and said yes. I asked him if I could take that picture and he said I could try. He said, Okay, they weren't so close this time, but there is one near an empty chair adjacent to me. I looked over and saw the insect-like creature leave its perch on the seat of the chair and begin hovering towards me slowly. I want to point out that when I say hover, don't misunderstand. The creature had wings that batted so quickly they appeared to be a stationary blob. It moved with such flawless control though, like it could decide precisely how it wanted to move about. While well, I got my phone out and started snapping pictures like a maniac. I tried a video too, but it unfortunately did not show anything that could be deciphered. I haven't talked to my friends since this event, and I'm honestly not too sure that I am eager to do so. Like I said for one thing, we hadn't talked in quite some time before that night, and we can often go long periods of time without speaking, and then we'll pick up later like we were never apart. He is a good friend, and he has never lied to me, 
and I trust him very deeply. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to hit the like button, and if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, making sure you hit the notification bell so that you know when the next video goes live. So, until next time, sleep tight. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.